Hold On, and that was, of course, John Stevens. And on the blow, I have one of Australia's and New Zealand's all-time great vocalist, former Noiseworks frontman, John Stevens. Welcome to 3MDR and Harmonica Riff Raff, John. Oh, thanks, mate. It's been uh, chatting to you. How are you? Yeah, not as I said, not bad for an old bloke. Uh, I've got a few <laughs> war wounds, but uh, you've got a few as well. Yep. Yep. John, uh, you've just released a cracker of an album, which uh, debuted in the top 20 of the ARIA charts. Congrats on that. Thank you very much. Can you tell the uh, listeners out there the making of the album, Starlight, and in particular, the Dave Stewart connection? Yeah, I started the album uh, about February last year, and um, that was when uh, Dave Stewart and I first met um, with a view to working together. We'd uh, spoken on the phone and stuff, but, um, uh, you know, from the minute we met, we just sort of hit it off, you know, and uh, and proceeded to just sort of get into this uh, writing uh, frenzy um, over a, a period of two or three weeks, and, um you know, all the uh, ideas and uh, were fleshed out in that period, um, which became the album. But, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a great time. And uh, certainly working with Dave Stewart, you know, um, who's, you know, one of the great songwriters of the world. And uh, it was a real honour and a privilege. And, you know, we, we, we had a fun time. So, yeah, very proud of this album and, and um, you know, working with the various people on it. Now, some of the people you worked with on it were obviously Ringo Starr's on a, a track. I know, right? I know. That's I amazing. can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a mind blower for me because, uh, you know, Ringo Starr, I mean, there's two Beatles left and, um, you know, Ringo doesn't really uh, do sessions or anything, but um, I had the privilege of uh, hanging out with him and his wife um, one night at Dave's place. Um, when he came over for dinner, David invited me in. My partner over for uh, for dinner at his place, and he um, said, "Oh, you've got some other friends coming," <laughs> and then walked through the door, walked through Ringo and his wife. So it's like, "Oh, what do you say to Ringo? Oh, good mate. How are you?" <laughs> and anyway, over the course of the evening, it's just the six of us, and uh, we hit it off. And um, he would pull out the guitar, and started singing and playing, and you know, telling stories. And of course, uh, you know, what a gentleman and a, and, a, and just a legend. And yeah, culminating in writing a song uh, a couple of weeks later called One Way Street and mm-hmm. uh, me, me saying to Dave, do you think Ringo would um, play on this? Because this sounds like something that he'd be amazing on. And So he said, oh, I'll just ask him. So, um, you know, Ringo was kind enough and heard the song and went, loved the song. And, and I said, yeah, I'd love to play on it. So just, just one of those timing things, I guess, because, uh, yeah, it's just, I guess just a timing thing. So also on the record we had Vanessa Amorosi, who's an old dear friend of mine from way back, and um, you know one of the great voices of Australian rock music and pop musical. Um, but she's you know she's been living in Los Angeles for a while, so it was great to hook up with her again uh, on the musical front and make some music together. Now on that, uh, I'm not sure that you're aware, John, but Vanessa was uh, a local from uh, Emerald here in the Dandenongs. Wow. Yeah, she went to Emerald Primary and Emerald Secondary School up here. So she's one of our celebrities. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, we've got a, we've got another one from... Uh, oh, my brain's gone... Red from uh, Skyhooks. Sky oh, Red Simmons, yeah. Yeah, he was uh, an Emerald uh, Primary student as well. Right. Yes. Wow. Uh, well, you know Vanessa's... 
you know, just what an amazing talent. talent she yeah. is. Incredible. And uh, she's just made a new record as well, which I actually uh, was there in uh, in Memphis at the end of last year and uh, in Memphis, Tennessee. And um, I went and spent the week there helping her uh, and Dave Stewart with, um, with her new record, which is amazing. So very excited to see her back, um, you know, uh, writing music and, and playing music again. So look out, Australia. <laughs> Amen. Now, I'd like to get back to the writing of the the songs with uh, Dave because, again, a good friend of our show here, uh, Steve Williams uh, from the John Farnham Band, harmonica player, saxophone yep. player, uh, Chain Reaction was written by Dave Stewart, yeah. which was the last uh, big hit for John. The album went uh, to number one. But, of mm. course, it features harmonica on it. And the story that uh, Steve tells is that when they got sent to, uh, is it, I think, Ross, Ross Fraser, his manager, or was it? Yeah. And when it got sent to him and John, it was just done in his kitchen and you could hear plates going in the background and it was, and he put harmonica on it. And because it had harmonica on it, John and the producer said, well, it's got to have harmonica on it. They literal people and so they put it on it uh i'd like to hear about how you actually sat down and and wrote these songs and how you went about it well you know as i said earlier it was um you know within first meeting uh with you to work with with dave within seriously within 15 minutes where he sat down and started playing guitars and talking music and you know before you know it um something pops out, you know. I mean, I'd gone into the session with a whole lot of, uh, you know, songs that I had written and song ideas that I had. Um, you know, I thought, oh, you know, I've got to pull something out of that. <laughs> but um, Dave and I just wrote On the Spur of the Moment in the in the, in the in the vibe of uh, meeting. And it's really interesting because, you know, he, he, he sort of tap you, you find an energy and you're sort of tapping into uh, this, uh, this subconscious, Sort of uh, stream of consciousness. It's a weird. It's hard to describe, but it's it's kind of like, uh, you know. I mean, I've been doing a long time, and Dave's been doing a long time, and you kind of just hit a sweet spot, and you kind of know, okay, that's it. Yeah, that's cool. And then you, and, and it just happens. And not every song on the record was written quite quickly, or the the ideas came really quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, some some lyrics took a little bit longer than others, and so, some arrangements had to be moved around a bit, but. Generally speaking, it, it was very, very quick uh, in coming up with the ideas. And, you know, I think that, um, you know, Dave is not a, a kind of producer or songwriter that in, imposes his will on the things, you know. And I'm, I'm the same, you know, you, as a singer, you got to feel it, you know. And for me, it's all about feeling it because um, as a singer, it's, it's, if, if you're not feeling it, then uh, it doesn't resonate and I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I always find, look for that sweet spot. Um, and in writing and in singing and coming up with melodies. Sounds like you guys had a real synergy, like it really hit off from the your first meeting that you you were oh, yeah. like-minded. And... Without, a, without a doubt. His first words to me, true story, for his first words to me after hello <laughs> was, uh, do you drink? <laughs> and I said, yeah. And he goes, well, martinis at seven or eight or whatever it was, you know, because he's a... He, he's a um, he, he just very kind of set in his ways. He's like we work all day and we have martinis and that, you know you sing it 
everything falls apart and you start again. <laughs> Yeah, it's like very civilized way to work. I always, I thought, you know, very, very. It yeah. sounds like you know the five thirty whiskey at home. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, let's have a look. At, to me, the two standout tracks, uh, and I'm not biased, of course. Uh, your lead single, "Hold On," and the bluesy "Oh Lord." Mm. Uh, how did the harmonica part come about? Um, we were uh, we were uh, uh, doing finishing up vocals in Nashville actually, and um, I don't know you know you get you you know we've already recorded the track I've you know written lyrics I'm singing I'm doing stuff and all of a sudden you know I hear this flavour in my head and I just you know I said to uh, to Dave I said mate we need we need a harmonica player on this thing you know it's like I can hear harmonicas driving me nuts because <laughs> uh, I can hear the harmonics within the structure of the song as a you know it's like a so so we so Dave um, you know found out who the who who was available in Nashville he loved harmonica players and he he got a fellow called Jim Hoke mm. or Jim Hokey um, and Jim came in with his you know, bag of tricks and just jammed out on the track. He'd have one go at it. You know, we wouldn't play him the song. We just said, in this key, they get the appropriate um, harmonic yep. out. And uh, we'd just run the track. We wouldn't, you know, so he'd, he'd be playing blindly, mm. which is, which is um, you know, how I wanted it. Because it I don't want, yeah. Like, yeah, get the feel, don't want to premeditate anything. Mm. So the first take, you know, was always generally the best. We got the most out of that, is generally his first take. So, you know, after that, that became a bit of a pattern, you know, so we never went more than two. So, um, yeah, and he's a great guy and it was, you know, a good, good way to do things. So you've had a bit of a history with uh, songs with harmonica and I've, <laughs> I've played it on the show, uh, or a couple of tracks that you you did with Noise Works. So, yeah. Uh, maybe while we're on the same vein, Hot Chilly Woman. Yes. How did that one come about? Well, um, goodness me, that's way back. Take, take Chilly back. Woman, the harmonica, on, the harmonica on that, I can't even remember. Oh, that's right. Oh, we were mixing it in, in Los Angeles, and funnily enough, we were working with a chap by the name of Randy Jackson. Mm-hmm. Now, Randy was, uh, you know, a very famous bass player, musician, and also worked at uh, Sony Music, and was a producer. And he loved Noiseworks. We've always brought him out to Australia and uh, recorded Hot Chili Woman and then and a bunch of other tracks for the Love Vs. Money album. And we went back and took it back to LA and mixed it there. And, and Randy, um, he had a guy who was a gym, he's a very famous harmonica player, play on it. Uh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he came in and threw down and that was the track. But, you know, Randy Jackson ended up many years later becoming uh, the judge on on American Idol. Oh. <laughs> it's quite funny. He's, he became so so big and famous. Um, but he he actually produced Hot Chili Woman um, and a few tracks on that Love vs Money album. Fantastic man, and uh, you know I still see him to this day. You know we catch up every now and again, and you know he's just still the same. Great guy, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting what uh, people's paths and what, what they take, you know, and the, the different lifetimes you live yeah. in one lifetime. <laughs> so Justin Stanley didn't play the harmonica on that? No. Oh. No, no, no. Yeah, well, that's what, what I thought. No, Justin didn't play on that. Um, but he does play harmonica, Justin, doesn't he? He did. He, he, he started to learn how to play after he did that, yeah. Oh. Um, he, he does have a devil. Justin was one of those guys that played a bit of everything. And anything he turned his hand to, he mm-hmm. said, um, 
he could, uh, you know, I wouldn't say master it, but he, he could make it work. Do it all right. Yeah. He's a very, very talented guy. Very talented. And he's got it in the um, production and stuff, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. He's yeah. been producing for quite some time now. And he's been living in America for 25 years. Mm. So, um, no, he's done a lot of stuff. I think he produced Cheryl Crow's last record, and he's done stuff with, you know, Eric Clapton. and worked with Prince and uh, his wife. Nika Costa um, worked a lot with Prince, so you know, no, he so he plugged into the um, Los Angeles, um, you know, sort of music music scene. He worked with Beck for for a long time, um, and you know, he's a great producer and he's a you know really talented guy. And you know, it's interesting all the boys from Noise Works all you know sort of morphed into different things. But I guess you know as you get older, you learn you know you learn different things about your, your craft that you love and you gravitate towards. And you know, working in studios, you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> and you know, um, so you know, he loved the studio stuff, and you know, I love working in studios too. But I, I, I love working live. I love being on stage, and I love that energy that yeah. you know, being in front of a live audience gives you. Yeah, it shows. It shows. Uh, John, I'm going to uh, like you to talk a bit about your health scare that you had in 2009. Oh Lord! Well, a bit, bit more than a health health scare. I think a, a life mm. scare. Um, can you tell the listeners what happened and, and re- like it really comes through your your album as well? Well, uh, Starlight, the, the, your your what was the word I'm looking for? Your raw emotion, the fragility of life, uh, humanity, uh, family, all that sort of stuff comes through, and I think a lot of it comes from. Uh, well, you ha- you also after your health scare, you, you had a few other things that happened in your life. <laughs> I think, you know, look, we all go through things in our lives, you know, and, you know, you live and learn, they always say, um, and, you know, we're all mortal, and I think mm-hmm. what in this world we live in today, we're so fixed on, you know, these screens that we're looking at, like mm-hmm. our phones and these all these things, you know, these all these things that accumulate this and so on. It's all, it's all crap. Yep. It's it doesn't mean bad. anything, you know. It yep. doesn't mean anything. It's just diversions. It diverts you from you know your life, what you want to do in life. You need to find your pu- a purpose. Um, whether it's you know being a farmer, whether it's being a songwriter, a musician, or whether it's being you know uh, An athlete, you know working yeah. in, on the ocean. I mean, <clears throat> the hardest trick for a human being is to find something that they want to do and stick with it. You know, it's a tough, it's tough. So when I found a very right, well, I want to do it at a very young age. So I always felt pretty blessed and. Uh, you know, when you talk about um, you talk about what happened to me is, you know, a few years ago when I had my heart scare, I ended up having double heart bypass surgery. Um, luckily for me, I went for a checkup that week. I'd never been checked up fully before, and it was my first checkup. You know, I, I get rushed to emergency, feeling completely normal, um, and then you know they say yeah. my main left artery in my heart was 99.9% blocked, and that I was about to drop dead. Um, and I, this is on a Thursday, and they said I wouldn't have lasted the weekend. So, you know, I was really about to become a, a statistic of one of those guys that you hear about or you know in your history of life who just drops there for, you know, seemingly healthy person. And so, you know, life is very fragile. So, yeah, I'm more, since then, and I think I've always sort of had a bit of a thing about that anyway, but just being very mindful of, you know, what's important, you know, and, and family is at the top of that list. Of course. I mean, you know, we all have to work and we all have to, you know, um, uh, feed ourselves and our, our respective people. 
Um, but really, you know, life's about your family and your friends and, and, and keeping it real. Yeah. And, um, you know, with music, for me, I'm able to express my feelings through my music. And, you know, as I said earlier, you know, for me to sing something, and it has to resonate with me. So it has to, I have to feel it within me to be able to um, convincingly, you know, portray it on a, on a stage and, and, and that emotional context. Um, and, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's an emotional um, sharing um, when you're performing and you're singing the songs that you wrote, you know. So I always think, you know, if somebody listens to my songs and hears the lyrics and gets into it and checks it out and it helps them get through whatever, you know, troubles or problems they have, have had going through, then I've done my job as a creator, you know. Yeah, you got, um, you got one life. You got one life, mate. You got one shot. <laughs> Don't waste it, you know. Yeah. I mean, we all do at various degrees. I mean, I've, you know, goodness me, I'm, I, I, I count my blessings. Going, God, I'm still here, you know. Who yeah. knew? Um, um, but, you know, I'm very grateful. And I guess, you know, look, coming back to the Starlight album, the, you know, Oh Lord is, me, you know, kind of talking about that, really. Oh, Lord, I see you coming, you know, Lord, mm -hmm. you got me running. Um, when, in fact, you know, I'm not running. I'm just, you know, I accept it at any time, you know. It's just life. But what, I'm, what I am doing yeah. now in my life is I'm really, really um, focused on, um, you know, spending, spending as much quality time as I can with my, my, my people that I love and care about. You know, and I, and I work hard and I love what I do and I try and balance that, keep that balanced, you know. Good on you, John. That's great. And uh, thanks for your time today uh, you. from Harmonica Riff Raff and 3MDR, John. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate it. Likewise. Cheers. Cheers, mate.